Shanghai Dragons red, Dallas Fuel blue. Yeah. Atlanta Phase red, Toronto Ultra purple. But listen, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 10 of Easy Clap. This is Twiz, aka Jonah. These intros, they're not getting better. Every day, it, I try to get better at intros and they still aren't better. Anyways, um... He says he's working on them, but it, I mean... Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'm here with the second best co-host, uh, Soapy, aka Sean. How you going, man? Doing pretty good. I want to know who the first best co-host is now, though. Listen, he tried out before you. And he said he was too good for us. So, oh yeah, that was the guy we easy clapped out. Yeah, yeah, we got stuck with you, but that's okay. Anyways, <laughs> guys, um, I know we might sound a little different this time. We're recording somewhere new. You might find this on YouTube now. Um, Pub Sports Radio, uh, shout out them, you know, for having us here. That's pretty cool. Anyways, today we're gonna be going over some Valorant champions. That's gonna be happening soon. Uh, we're gonna talk about some Pokemon. You know, we're gonna recap some stuff that we had on our review podcast. We might do some over, overrated, underrated, some stuff. Um, I'm going to surprise you with that. I hope you're ready for that. It should be interesting. I mean, I, I think everyone knows my opinions pretty well. Okay, well, yeah, you have some pretty bad opinions. Um, anyways, before we get into any of that, <laughs> before we get into any of that, <laughs> where are you at in Pokemon now? I know when we left off, we were only on Gym 3, so t- tell, me, tell me about where you're at right now. Uh, right now, I am stuck in the cave before the Elite Four. Um, I cannot seem to manage to get out of the maze of that cave i actually had to go back and buy some max repels because i i was getting tired of running into like the level 40 gravelers and stuff so i'm still stuck in there but i, I have all my gym badges whatever um okay wait let me tell you, let me tell the the chat something really quick this guy was going through um, what mount coronet and also the cave leading up to the elite four without any repels i've never bought a repel in any pokemon what game the, the only ones i've ever used oh. is i found them i was like i didn't encounter a single pokemon the entire route there i even avoided most of the trainers and you're like nah dude i'm just gonna run into every single one of them no wonder your pokemon are probably like level 70 now well no i purposely battle every trainer i see oh my god I go, I mean, how else do you level them no 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 i go into it under leveled and then you get these miracle wins off of like healing and revives. It makes the game a little more challenging because, you know, we talked about the game being super easy. So um, I've f- actually never used a revive or anything mid battle. Okay, well, I, I just take into, my L. Let, let me tell you where I'm at. I beat the Elite Four. Cynthia, you might hear about her later in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, when she said bark for me, trust me, um, I barked for her. Um, Is that the first encounter or the second encounter? What do you mean? When you did you already beat the elite four? Yeah, but I haven't beaten them twice. Hell no, they're like level seventy the second time you battled them. Jeez. The first time, okay, I made it through the elite four. I was incredibly under leveled the first time, and I forgot to buy healing items, so I lost to Flint. But you know he's a short king, so that's all right. Uh, second time, I smoked him. Let me tell you, Swords Dance Drapion. That's where it's at. Jeez. Well, I guess what what have you been into? Like what games you've been into this week? I know you okay, typically wait, wait, wait. ask me this question. I do so. ask you this question. Um, 
So I'm playing some Call of Duty. Um, oh, I know, God. I know your thoughts on Call of Duty. We'll get into your thoughts on Call of Duty too, <laughs> because there's it's part of the game I'm gonna play at the end. Um, honestly, I I'm still somehow having fucking fun on that game, even though I hate the game. Okay, the game's so easy. Like last night, okay, I hit my second highest kill game, which was 136. I dropped two more nukes, and the game still sucks. Like you can be really good at this game, and it's still not fun for some reason. Yeah, wait, no, tell yeah, me. Yeah, okay, I'm going to save, okay, save my... Wait, wait, wait. Before, before you say tell us what it's like to play uh, in, in a call with you when we play Call of Duty. What's it like? In a, in a Discord call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and tell them. Go and tell them. I don't think this mic's quality is good enough to pick up the amount of words that I just scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and yeah, I and actually... my desks at home are... I mean, whatever. Uh, my desks at home are Ikea desks. They're like 13 bucks each uh, on purpose because <laughs> I think on a... Twitch stream, I physically have put my fist through one of the desks because of Call of Duty Jesus alone. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But the I, problem you, is we're winning, though. No, no, no. You we're winning even, and not having fun. Listen, though. when you play Call of Duty this guy, you can't even hear the game. And the game is loud as fuck, too. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. I make my own sound effects, dude. I hit the booms and crashes, and that's my desk and everything falling off of it. Okay. Anyways, that's long enough about Call of Duty and Pokemon. We'll start getting into some esports here, but before we do, you know, we got a very important ad read. I know we talked about getting advertisements before and sponsors and stuff. Um, I'm going to do the first one here. Easy yeah, clap. Check it out. Yeah, you heard it first. Uh, visit manscaped.com. Use promo code PUBSPORTS for $24 off. Um, that's pretty sick. Yo, Manscaped? I'm telling you, my balls haven't been cleaner shaved. Jesus. I don't want to hear about that. Actually, I no, think- I don't want to hear about it. I thought about <laughs> it. And then I was like, no, 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 no. No one wants to hear about that. Okay. So <laughs> moving on from there. Uh, we can start talking about some Valorant champions. Uh, it's going to start in two days. Um, it's going to be, it's basically champs, like the end of the year tournament for Valorant. It's going to be the first one. So it's kind of important. I feel like you always remember like the very first champs, um, like for a new esports. So like the Overwatch League when it started, when you played like uh, London Spitfire versus oh, Philadelphia Fusion. Oh like, man, that's so, throwback. <laughs> like these are so memorable. So like, uh, it's basically the top two teams from each region. Well, top three sometimes. Um, but they're all going to go through a group stage in these next two days. And then after that, there's going to be a bracket play. But you only make it to bracket if you're top two in your group. But it's double elim in group, which is really nice. Um, I think that's better than round robin, where you have to play everyone. That's like, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you're seeded based off of uh, you know, your region to region. Um, so I'm not going to go through the whole bracket because there's... Quite Shoot. a bit of teams. Yeah, there's playing. like 16 teams in this. Um, we can talk about some notable matches, who we think we're going to come out of each of the uh, groups. So we start with Group A. Um, this one's pretty obvious. So Group A has Ascend, Team Envy, X10, and Keyed Stars. Um, you know Ascend because they won Masters 1 in Europe and then failed to do anything after that. But that Masters run got them into this Champions Tournament. So like you've got this like team that used to be great and hasn't done anything since, but it gave them a lot of time to practice. I mean, I, I'm biased. I will like anything Team Envy. That's true. And that's maybe because of the Dallas feel. And not maybe, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so T- Team Envy is definitely going to win this. Um, team Envy might have, like, the best player in the whole world on their team. Like, I know... Okay, I'm a little biased since we're talking about biases. Um, I think Tins is the best player in the whole world, but that's also, like... NA bias. I mean, the Tins effect was so real when he joined um, Sentinels, but I don't know. I mean, like, you can't can't really deny that he's not just one of the yeah, greats. So. I, okay, 
EA, when he got introduced into Team Envy, um, they made, what, two changes going into Champions. Um, his first tournament ever was, oh God, was it Berlin? Yeah, it was Berlin. So like the last the last LAN they had, um, it wasn't just his first like Valorant tournament ever. It was his first like LAN tournament of any esport. And he came in and was the best player at that tournament, I think. Like Nats was probably second best, but I mean, Yeg went in there and he kind of fucked. So like, that's what probably one of the best like uh isn't champions also in berlin yeah it is yeah. so what some home field advantage yeah. without being home <laughs> okay, field, wait, I guess. Wait. okay wait, wait uh what he doesn't know is that uh envy didn't win that tournament oh, oh. well <laughs> that shows you how much i divulge into valorant considering this guy doesn't like actually playing so i never get to yeah learn no it. valorant sucks to play but it's fun to watch okay whatever um yeah so ascend team envy that's really not close x10 and key stars good in their region they, they don't have the like firepower to keep up with well team envy for sure um you don't really know what you're gonna get with ascend like they've had so much time to recoup and get better i could definitely see them like actually reaching like where they were in masters one but i could also see them fucking up and losing to like x10 or something like in a map three on icebox or something because um you know they're ascend anyways group b uh sentinels crew esports team liquid uh and then furia um so I don't know much, but Sentinels. I, yeah, I was like, okay, I know enough to know that uh, it doesn't matter who else is in that bracket with the yeah, Sentinels. You, you just got see, an unlucky draw. Like you should see the betting odds on this one because, ah, uh, Jesus, I'm pretty sure this is the most like, mo like most favorite team to make it out of any group is Sentinels. Um, I don't know. Like there's no way Sentinels lose this. Okay. I'm not saying I think Sentinels is going to win champions because there is a world where sentinels run into gambit and team envy like they did in berlin before and then they just crumble because like tens and i don't know like if he doesn't pop off like they have so many other people to make up for him but in berlin last time it was like just tens and dapper doing something or like tens and zoms but then if they weren't doing anything no one else could help them we're like you like you're not going to get anything out of shazam right shazam's are igl he's really just there to like call shots um but like you gotta expect more out of these guys than they did last time they were in berlin um because that was a huge upset when they lost so i think you even watched that too where like they played team envy no really no i didn't oh, yeah, i think we watched that together well you know whatever that's fine uh <laughs> well like you said they may not win the whole thing but yeah they're, they're making out winning, a, yeah, yeah they're, they're making out a good they're one making the that one's for sure okay the other two crew and team liquid that one's gonna be close um Team Liquid. I'm gonna go with Team Liquid. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Team Liquid lose to the Anbox, and it was really sad. Um, but yo, who knows? They've never played each other. I'm pretty sure Team Liquid didn't even make it to Iceland. They either didn't make it to Iceland or they didn't make it to Berlin. But because so the the two lands previously, they had Reykjavik, which is in Iceland, and then they had Berlin. Um, hopefully, there's no COVID scares like there were last time. Um, <laughs> and they get to the ruin the online land or land online. Um, it sounds as stupid as I'm saying it. Yeah. So like this time there was one COVID scare, but they're going through so many testing processes because they don't want it to end up like, you know, the challengers was the like last chance qualifier. Um, I will say one thing for Sentinels is they signed Rockus as their coach, which we talked a little bit about on the podcast. Um, Rockus, as everyone knows, comes from Overwatch League. He was a support player for the, everyone. I mean, he's played on so many teams. Um, that's kind of strange because he played for FaZe on their Valorant team and we talked about how FaZe's mindset going into like each match was kind of like they were just like Sentinels yep. um, and he was their IGL so 
it kind of fits. Yeah, like, I mean, it does. And I mean, the, I have my bias towards my phase boys just because they're <laughs> ex Overwatch players. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to the rest of them. So, phase kind of scrapped their uh, Valorant team. And then the only player that they're going to build around, I think, is Baby J, which doesn't make sense to me because you think you'd keep either Baby Bay or you keep Corey because they kind of pounded in most tournaments. But there must be something about Baby J that like we're not seeing, I guess, right? Um, Hence why we're not Valorant coaches. <laughs> yeah. Rockus also said going into this tournament that he's not going to stay a coach. He's just coaching for right now because they didn't make it to Masters. Um, and then he's going to go back to playing. So maybe they win Master, they win Champions, and then he gets on a better team because he coached the best team. I mean, definitely a possibility. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, anyways, we'll go to the next group. Now, this one's interesting. Gambit Esports, Team Vikings, Team Secret, Crazy Raccoon. Okay. I, I know one of these teams got your eye. Uh, I, I know it's by the name. Is it? Oh, I mean, come on, dude. I was thinking. One of these team names are not like I was like thinking the other. Team Raccoon. Okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. I was it's like, not just Team Raccoon. It's Crazy Raccoon. Um, it's the Japanese team. <clears throat> this team... But they're bad. <laughs> oh, oh wow, wow. All that buildup. They're the they're the best I team. I thought you were to tell me that they absolutely fuck in these no, tournaments. No, 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 no. They're the best team in Japan. Uh, that's about it, guys. Um, they got last place uh, when they made it to Berlin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but by being the best team in Japan and winning those tournaments, um, they get to make it to these fucking lands, which is... Hey, get your name out there, Crazy Raccoons. Yo, they got a new coach. Uh, it's not going to help them. They, they got last place last time. Okay, I will say, though, they did win one match in group play in Berlin, which so they have upset potential, but they're a team that doesn't adhere to, like, meta at all. At one point, I'm pretty sure they four-bought the shotgun, and they were... <laughs> They four about shotgun. And if you know and anything they, about Valorant, um, I mean, we don't know a ton, but um, you definitely don't four by the shotgun. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then, like, it wasn't just the normal, like, oh, we're going to smoke out a long. I'm going to throw my Viper trap here. Um, no, dude, it was we're going to hide in the like, most random ass corners uh, and we're going to use the shotgun on you. And I don't know. I mean, if, if you're into betting, uh, this may be... No, 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 no. Don't, don't, be, don't steer may, them wrong. Don't steer them no, wrong. No, this may be upset. Throw some change <laughs> that way. Okay. Show the boys some love. The real reason why this group is important is because it has Gambit Esports in it. Gambit, they won Berlin Masters. Um, they beat... Who they? They beat Sentinels. They beat... Why do you say it so casually? They beat Sentinels. Because it wasn't... So, Sentinels lost to more than one team there. Uh, they lost to Envy also. But this team oh. 3-0'd Envy. In the grand mm. finals, they also 2-0 um, Hundred Thieves. They 2-0 another good team. So like, Gambit Esports was just on another level. This is where Nats comes from, where like he kind of took over in that tournament. Like this, so the grand finals was great because Gambit, you have Nats playing like out of his fucking mind, and then you have Ye like actually fucking like <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they even said it on like um, the cast of the like the match. Like it was literally watching just those two players play against each other. Um, it just so like, I don't know. Nats was better on the day, I guess. I mean, they got three out. So I mean, Valance is a game where one person can definitely carry. I mean, that's kind of what I've had to do with Twiz recently okay. on Valance. No, no, he hasn't. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, see, I, I'm why, saying if you put the op in my hand, dude, I'm going no, off. No, see, that's why I like Tins though, because like Tins jet, he jet diffs everyone, and that's not even the character he plays the most. Like he even like will rain a diff you, which is, I mean, nuts that you have so many 
heroes in your you know tool belt uh last group now this one dude no one knows who's gonna win this this is the group of death so group d has vision strikers fanatic full sense cloud nine blue um i wish this was cloud nine white that's the female valorant team um full sense bad I w- i'm gonna say for the sake of the old ho- host i feel like we have to be going for cloud nine right no. okay no? maybe so <laughs> le- okay cloud nine third best team in north america uh, they made it by like the skin of their teeth in like the LCQ and stuff. Um, Vision Strikers, best team in all of Asia. Uh, mainly, like they come from Korea, but they had a 100 game win streak. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> they've won. It's the reverse okay. Shanghai Dragons. They've won every tournament you can win. Now they have lost. They like it was like this huge like controversial match when they lost and sh- and they like broke their 100 win streak. Um, but other than that, they've been kind of perfect. I imagine they're getting out of the group. Now, it comes down to Fnatic, who got second place at the first LAN when they went played in Regivic. They got dominated by Sentinels twice. Um, and then Cloud9Blue, which put up a good fight against North American teams. I mean, they definitely put up a fight against Envy when they played them. Um, I don't think they played Sentinels, but they did play Hunter Thieves, and they did beat Hunter Thieves. So, like... Which is sad because you know how we all feel about yeah, Hunter Thieves. Yeah, Sorry, that's Nade. tough. Yeah, you know what? Hunter Thieves, their Valorant team disbanded. So uh, womp, womp. <laughs> they kept, I think, Steel or something. They kept like two players uh, irrelevant. We were but, so high on them too. Yeah, it really felt like they were turning it around. But then remember, I told you they put st- uh, they they switched their like meta picks on certain maps, and Steel was playing someone he wasn't good at. So they kind of deserved the loss. I think you know who they kept? I think they kept Nitro, the old guy on their team who's like. 45 uh he's 27 i think hey man but, yeah. when he's done working his nine to five he come and fucks on valorant <laughs> anyways um this will be a whole lot cooler when we actually get out of group stage um because you'll get like exact matchups on who's gonna play who um you'll get a better picture of like how teams like ascend are gonna play um if cloud nine actually shows up because cloud nine didn't show up to the first two lands like physically like they didn't make the first two lands but mm-hmm. they made champions so like you know maybe they have something to prove now that they finally are making a land i guess um gotta be there to win yeah okay well that's all i got on valorant hopefully okay my prediction i kind of already gave we kind of picked the two best teams out of every group um i really hope what's your hot take what's the one that's gonna win it all i i know i can't give who's who's gonna win it all until we get into the bracket play but i will give you one hot take and dude i feel like i have to go no. for crazy raccoon now that no you, you the don't way, yeah. don't go crazy raccoon <laughs> um i really want to say Man, uh, this is like might be the hottest take of all time, dude. Something tells me, Fnatic and Cloud9 Blue beat Vision Strikers just because they've been stuck in Korea playing. I they lost in the last LAN, right? So, so you they, think what you think that LAN is that much of an advantage for them, dude? I think Cloud9 Blue made a roster swap that like really helped them. They haven't played on LAN yet. They could be LAN animals. Like they could just show up and dominate. Um, Lanimals. <laughs> Quote that I, one. Yeah. Throw that one in the comment section for us. Um, dude, something about this Vision Strikers team looked off when they were playing. I think they made it to the semis of Berlin last time. Um, like, Asia-wise, they are very good at Valorant. But this isn't a game that's like like Overwatch, where Koreans kind of dominate in the game. Like, doesn't matter what and team they're playing. it's not, kind of. Dude, yeah. They definitely they... do. APAC and Overwatch <laughs> is another breed compared to these US teams. Um, I'm sorry. But see, Valorant's different. Valorant's is like CSGO, where, like, it's all European, it's all NA, and then there's some Latin America, too, that's, like, in there that's really good. Um, 
for me, like, I don't know, Korea's not cutting it right now. <laughs> and you know what's funny is like, they're not really doing anything different. A lot of times you get these like meta diffs because uh, like you're not practicing against these players across the whole world. So you develop your own meta where like you'll be running one duelist or something. You'll be running like a different hero. So it's almost like a regional. Yeah. Like they, there's really not much of that apart from the crazy raccoon shit, but they're hey, <laughs> they not. If I had to pick two, I'm going Teen Envy is going to win, but Crazy Raccoon is going to give me an upset or two. And you can okay. quote me on that. And if I'm wrong, come find me. We can talk okay, about it. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, so we can move on from Valorant. Uh, recently, before our Pokemon uh, review of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, there was the esports awards that went on. Um, oh, there was. Yeah. Some, some big winners, some big losers. I don't know. So a lot of this is fan voted on. There's also a board that, you know, votes on who's going to win. Uh, a lot of the esports awards. Um, we're going to go over a few of them that are like kind of important. Uh, we're going to skip over ones like Journalist of the Year because Dexterdo, scummy. I don't like them. They don't, they don't get to be on the podcast. Uh, also, there were some things like Cosplay of the Year. Listen, Sneaky didn't win first place, so we don't care. <laughs> hey, he got third. Give him credit. Uh, hey, if you guys don't know who Sneaky is, let me tell you something. Um, go, go ahead and look up Sneaky on Twitter. Tell me his cosplays aren't top notch we're gonna leave it at that okay cool yeah we're (laughs) not gonna tell you who he cosplays as but it's definitely women um anyways so let's go over some of the the big winners and you tell me your opinions on them so we'll start with a game of the year uh Uh valorant one game of the year Uh oh we were not expecting that okay yeah this is pretty obvious yeah i mean brand new esport it's somehow and extremely exciting to watch esport too because i feel like some can be very dull also it like really like pushed itself into like tier one esport really really quickly yeah. like okay maybe it technically isn't tier one because of its viewership but like the game is designed for esports like yeah. you go into the game everything is competitive about it even quick play in that game because of the style it is like it's like csgo like yeah, i mean it's a csgo reskin just a little bit with overwatch yeah you know, whatever. to be uh, completely <laughs> honest it's so, overwatch and csgo i will together. i will say though that they like it, it deserves esport of the year like game of the year because it gets a lot of like, so Riot's done a really good job with, you know, maybe not balancing the game, but implementing new parts of the game, really advertising things like they're like having these LAN events and stuff like that, like putting the game out there for people to watch. And it's also very easy to watch. So like, sure, the abilities are a little difficult to learn, but it's not like Overwatch where yeah. the abilities are going to affect everything about the game. Because a lot of this game comes down to gun skill, which I mean, takes you back to like old FPS, like call of duty and csgo so it's, it's um, i mean it's quite basically who can click the head the best yeah okay i mean and think about it they beat out league of legends who got second so i mean you kind of knocked off a king that's true yeah but i mean how many times can league of legends win it right <laughs> <laughs> i mean the game's been around since probably longer than i have um anyways uh we'll do esports team of the year now this one a little bit of a surprise uh i think i personally think it was a huge surprise okay i think i wanted the Shanghai Dragons to be team of the year. Now this is super Agreed. biased because I love the Shanghai Dragons, but whatever it, is, can, it can be biased because they were the best team of the year. Yeah, but how is it? How is the team that? Okay, first off, uh, Atlanta Phase won the Call of Duty team um, from the CDL. Now this one, before we get into the Shanghai Dragons, this one makes sense on like paper. They dominated the year. Um, they had the highest win rate in every single game mode out of the entire year. Um, if you looked at MVP voting, um, the game like. 
CDL said you can only have three people that's like from one team in the MVP race. They had three people and then they could have had four because that's how good this team was. Yeah. Like they lost what one tournament, I think. I mean, there's no doubt that they dominated, but I just think the comeback story of the Shanghai Dragons deserves them to be <clears throat> team of the year. I mean, who can be so negative and then turn it around? You know what I mean? How do you go from being the worst team in Dude, all of esports like history? Like 0-42 to coming and winning the Overwatch League I mean, quite literally, though, the worst, most losingest team in all of esports. Dude. I mean, what, it took them two seasons, didn't even win a game? Uh, yeah, a like season, yeah, season and a half. Yeah, that was, that I mean, was tough. That's rough to see. And but now they're sitting high and pretty on top. Not only are they on top, they are the best team to ever touch Overwatch. Like, that's not even a question just yeah. because... And I know we're like, all about hot takes, and that one definitely really, is not one. It's not a hot take. I mean, you got literally the to best... all you uh, San Francisco Shock fans, uh, <laughs> sorry. This, Look, this podcast isn't for you. I mean, it never really, was. Okay, first off, it's really not for you. If you're like an Optic fan also, this one is really not for you. Um, but yeah, like, you've got some of the best players of all time on that team, and they're still playing, which usually you don't get to see in, like, other esports and other, like, meat sports where it's like... You know, you'll, you'll have the like argument like, is LeBron James better than whatever the other basketball guy is? What, um, <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, the, that guy. Um, like, okay, it's hard to compare those because they're not playing anymore. Um, but like, you don't have that in esports because it's so fresh. So these players are like literally LeBron James and Michael Jordan playing at the same time. So like, you know what I mean? I and don't they know happen that, to okay. both be on the same team, and that's the Shanghai Dragons. So, <laughs> like, I don't watch enough sports to know if that was a good like. You no, know, it was great comparison. Yeah, but... how, how about you tell everyone your actual opinion? Who's better between LeBron James and Michael Jordan? Yep. Um, shoot, I don't know who LeBron James even plays for. So I, <laughs> I'm gonna say probably LeBron James. Okay, he's tall. That's he's tall. <laughs> okay. Um, well, good thing this is an esports podcast. I'm gonna go out and uh, have a little bit of knowledge on sports that are not esports, and I'm gonna piss off a lot of people, probably my my dad's age, and I'm gonna say LeBron James is better. You say LeBron James is better? Yeah, LeBron James is better. Okay, that's fine. Um, now, do I think Jordan could hold his own in this league? Probably, but I don't think he dominates like he did back then. Oh wow, this but is switching. Switching. You know, this to- is more me sports than we ever talk about. Um, Congratulations! Our old co-host would be proud of me for this. Um, so we'll talk about okay, PC player of the year. Well, this is very quick. Simple one, PC player of the year. He's the best player to ever play CS:GO. Duh, he's gonna win this. But second was Tins, and I know we talked about Tins earlier. Um, definitely a good contender yeah. for second place. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Tins effect is so real on like in Valorant when you're playing with him. And what's crazy is like if Valorant was as big as CSGO is, this Tins win player of the year. Are you asking me, do I think Tins is better than Simple? Yes. No. In respect so, no, to no, their no, game. No, no, no. No. I think we talked about this two podcasts ago where we said, what is, what is like the Mount Rushmore of esports? Simple is on that list. Um, Valorant is too new to say that Tins is on it. He doesn't even have a world championship yet because they haven't even had one. Like, you know what I mean? That's fair. He just had like a really good season, but like it's been so dominant. Like when he got traded from Cloud9 Blue to Sentinels, like immediately was like, you know, taking over the game. Now there is someone who, oh, man, we don't talk about this guy on this podcast. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Mr. San Francisco Shock himself. This is, this is a bad take. I feel bad for saying this because he's a bad guy. But if Sinatra wasn't a shitty person, 
he could be on the Mount Rushmore of esports players because he uh, won MVP of the Overwatch League. He won the Overwatch League, switched to Valorant, was the best player in the world in Valorant, and then, you know, did shitty things. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one time you're going to hear about him on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't talk about him a lot, but like you kind of have to respect like how but, good but you are at this game because be, I mean that's literally the equivalent of like you said LeBron James going over to the MLB and just hitting tanks, which is definitely not going to happen. Okay, yeah, I was going to say you don't just happen? go to a different professional <laughs> sport and actually dominate. Yeah, now, like, you can definitely compete, maybe. Yeah, and what's but, crazy was like most of the players that are good in Valorant were good at CS:GO. So like because you know a lot of the skills transfer, but he came from Overwatch. And he didn't just play DPS. He played DPS. He played tank. I'm pretty sure he flexed on a healer at one point. Like he played. I mean, Zen he was there for goats. I mean, yeah, so yeah. So he, like, you know what I mean? Um. Anyways, that was a pretty obvious one. Uh, controller player of the year. <clears throat> pardon me. Um, simp. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Simp played for the Atlanta phase. I mean, they were dominant. Heat. Okay, this is the most rookie of the year player of all time i think in my book i've watched a lot of esports and no one's ever come into okay we just talked about how like sinatra and tins kind of you know had their moment two years ago right black ops four two three years ago <clears throat> three maybe okay when he played for united he came in as a rookie got second place at london cwl london then he went in one playoffs and then he went went on to win champs and then the next year second place in champs this year First place in champs. This guy, <laughs> this guy is incredible. Like, okay, you were playing with me, I think. It was you, me, and one of our friends. We actually ran into Simp, Abizi, oh gosh, Proto, and one other player in ranked gameplay was in Black Ops 4. I don't know if we ran it. I don't know if well, it was maybe Crimson was a different game, but. Dude, we ran into this guy. We, Yo. Talk, we talk highly about <laughs> ourselves in Call of Duty, and we were getting absolutely shit on by these guys. Listen, I mean, I can talk about human uh, aimbots. Yo, I competed in Call of Duty and I thought I was really good. This guy's different. So like, duh, he's going to win controller player of the year. Um, second place. I like this. It's Mango. He's a Smash player. This is like classic Smash too. Like, um, I mean, he's he's only won like one tournament this year. So I don't know why he got second. But <laughs> I do like Mango though. Like, I love Smash players for just Smash. But that's... And breaking through. That's true. Now, Sonic Fox got third place and we haven't mentioned third place at all but sonic fox is worth mentioning just because um his impact on esports as a person of color as a person in the lgbt community and a furry so this guy yo. If, you if you don't know him by name you definitely know him as the furry yeah smash player. okay so i know he started in smash but he went over and he won the dbz fighters so he was the best player in the world at that and then this past year, because DBZ got didn't get a lot of like support and he kind of felt like he had won everything, he went over to Mortal Kombat and then he won like Evo or something for Mortal Kombat, which I mean, that's sick that he's one of those players that can just move over and play a different game. Now, granted, Mortal Kombat, DBZ. Yeah. Come on, bro. They're the same game. <laughs> like one of them, you're just in like. It's like those two in Street Fighter. Like, yes. It, yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. So like, I mean. Same muscle memory, I guess. Yeah. All that. I mean, all that makes sense. Um, the last one we're gonna talk about is coach of the year. Now, well deserved. This is super well deserved. We talked about Shanghai deserving team of the year. Uh, coach Moon for the Shanghai Dragons. Um, he won coach of the year. I mean, I think he won. Like, I think Overwatch League gives their own like things too. And I think it was between him and Rush, which is the coach of the Dallas, Dallas Fuel. Field, yeah, yeah, like. I mean, that's hard. That really is. It really is hard. And <laughs> I think these are two teams that sucked. Like the past few years. Like, okay, not last year because Shanghai Dragons were good last year too. But like. 
historically these two teams have been bad so like it kind of shows how important now like other esports don't need coaches i think as much as games like overwatch do just because i mean overwatch is so team comp oriented and i will say some i bet you there's some teams in a league that probably think moon's coaching sometimes is hot takes because i mean yeah they played a different meta than everyone dude and you know year. what like they became well first off this i mean they comp, became the ball comp yeah and this ball comp might be the best comp in overwatch of all time well okay, I mean, up to this ball, ball diva just became just yeah incredible. like incredible and it to, showed how much that monkey really didn't matter dude exactly and what's crazy is like up to this point, the best comp of all time was Dive, right? We all know the classic Monkey Diva shit. But, I mean, Coach Moon came in here. You're playing Ball Diva, Tracer Sombra. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where you're going to get the damage from here. But it's just like this constant stall that, like, became of this comp to make it so much better than literally every other comp. But then... I guess when they needed damage, they would flex onto Farah with Fleta. Dude, I know. But what I'm saying, though, is, like, in the playoffs, when they had to flex to play that, like weird dive where it was like moira moira lucio dive which yeah. doesn't like a zombie comp they were also the best at that shit too <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> i remember nothing will ever i'll never unsee the atlanta rain asking for a mirror comp <laughs> my rush mirror comp and they said they were like they're like no or no ball please or something like yeah. that oh and my all God. they responded with was z's yeah i know oh, and then okay, proceeded dude. to dominate them yeah i mean they're just kind of different now second place crowder won i mean Okay, the Atlanta phase this year, very similar to Shanghai Dragons this year, where it was kind of like... It was just dominant. They were the best team. Now, listen, there was a second best team in the Call of Duty League, the Toronto Ultra. I mean, with Bans and Cami on that team and Insight, like, that team was really good. They were probably kind of like how you would assume the Dallas Fuel are, which, okay, this has nothing to do with esports, but Shanghai Dragons red, Dallas Fuel blue. Yeah. Atlanta phase red. Toronto Ultra Purple, but listen. Wait, it, <laughs> wait, actually, I, okay, in my head, you're like mentally like, colorblind, or in my head, I was like, this makes sense. Yeah, this is gonna be they're the same colors. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, I didn't think about that, but red teams on top, I guess. I don't know. All right. <laughs> wait, also, wait, before we move on to the next topic, I actually heard like of this statistic. They they said it on the um the broadcast of the Overwatch League finals about how red team, like teams with red colors are matching up against other teams and they have the highest win rate out of any I think I saw, team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that statistic. Dude. And it's like, I mean, it's so <laughs> far outreaching, but you can't deny that it's actually a stat. So like it has nothing to do with these words, but I mean, I mean, the Atlanta rain. Were hey, if red you're building too, a team and you got a lot of money, you're about red. to yeah, red. pick red. Just do it. <laughs> Just don't do red and yellow. Don't be Florida mayhem where you have to kind of switch your colors. Oh, McDonald's shit. Uh, anyways, we can move on from that. Um, so I got a fun little game we're going to play towards the end of this podcast, okay? We're going to play overrated, underrated, or properly rated. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple things and you're going to wanting tell me, to do a tier list for Okay, you okay, okay. You're going to tell me what you think of this topic, right? Um, Just it's going to like fast? Oh yeah, yeah. You can give your reasoning. That's okay. fine. I want to um, be able to at least defend myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz okay. now we actually have a comment section. Okay. So we're going to start really easy. Pokémon Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Properly rated. Really? The game's awesome. Did you expect it to be awesome going into it? Yes. Okay. I think I think we talked about this on our Pokemon specific review. Like this game is a remake, so you can only get so much out of it. But, but like high, feel, has high expectations and met those expectations. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I mean I'm having a ton of fun with it. Fuck champ. Okay. Now Cynthia in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. 
Okay, listen. I'm not saying what part of Cynthia, but go ahead and tell me. Underrated. 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 <laughs> that if okay, okay, if battling the Elite Four was considered an esport, this is the oh toughest matchup for anyone in any game, yeah. especially the second yeah. time around. And like I know people like I know it's already a meme that she is like ridiculously strong, and I'm giving it an underrated on purpose. Because I don't think you actually know. You kind of have to go in there with a, <laughs> okay. in quotes, meta comp for Pokemon just to Bro. beat her. Yo, and she does shit like, has, oh god, like, actual, like, comp, like, move sets on her Pokemon too. And, like, the scariest thing in the whole world. You face her Garchomp, which is, like, level 66 or something. It uses Sword Dance and goes plus two on you. Bro, you're done. It literally doesn't matter how much, like, how tanky your character, or, like, Pokemon is. Uh, you're gonna lose to that. I one. haven't even got to Cynthia yet, and I'm like terrified. And I'm, I'm, and I'm wondering if my comp is good enough. And I don't think I've ever had that worry in any Pokemon because I'm just like, oh yeah, my level 100 Blaziken's just gonna speed run it. <laughs> okay, so like I didn't have a problem when I battled her just because I was over leveled with like my fairy type. So, yeah, but it's just like she has poison jab though, which like it's not stab for her, but it's physical and Garchomp's physical and also it's super effective against scary. And we picked Torterra so it's oh, like, yeah, it's so kind of devastating. Dude, also, Torterra you can't use because two for Pokemon, no Ice Beam. So, like, good good luck. I, I'd say run Fairies instead of run Dragon just because Fairies are better. So, um, final answer, underrated. Underrated. CDM. I agree with that. Uh, Valorant. Mm. Playing or watching, either way. Oh, oh I, I'm going to have the same response as you. Before. Overrated. Overrated, yeah, dude. Overrated. <laughs> I love the game so much. Sometimes when you actually physically are playing it, it is so stale. And the fact that people are on TikTok showing you lineups, where to shoot your arrow, bro, just play play the damn game. Like, you're really not that yeah, good. You're probably like a silver at best watching these TikToks to maybe get a gold. It's all right, dude. They're like, You'll get out of the metal ranks eventually, I guess. I, nothing makes me more mad since you brought up TikTok than me being on there and then, like, these people that, like, they're, like, standing in a crowd of people and the texture says, like, they don't know I'm the best brimstone player here. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, literally. <laughs> Actually cringe. <laughs> like, oh, my Goes God. Goes to a party with Valorant rank as a badge. Dude, yeah, they these players in Valorant would probably do that. They're like, you know what? All I'm saying is my first two games on Valorant, I was, like, triple positive. So the game's not hard if you have any sense of feel in your right hand for your mouse. Okay. Valorant is the esports version of Fortnite, and I'm leaving it there. Ooh. Um, okay. Overwatch. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. <laughs> this is uh, this is so biased. Perfectly rated. For, yeah, dude. Perfectly rated. Every I, time I go back what? to Overwatch, there's not a game that feels so fluid as Overwatch. on low settings. It looks beautiful. I mean, I'm playing at 240 frames per, per second. I mean, the game just functions and everything is so streamlined. Now, sure, content drought whatever <laughs> but see that's what makes it underrated to me because so many people have left the game that they don't realize that like it's still playable and it's still a fun game and there's it won just, game of the year multiple years in a row yeah there's just no content for the game. yeah okay um perfectly rated okay. don't even there's not even a discussion okay then i got three more uh, monkey and overwatch monkey and just, overwatch? just monkey and overwatch just monkey. you know i'm a underrated ball you know i'm a ball player so monkey is underrated because when you're playing support and there is a nano monkey <laughs> jumping at you Wait. there is no amount of peel that can save you that might be the best win con in the game too is nano monkey nano monkey except when you're playing anna and you nano your monkey and he's like and he guess ults. what i'm gonna Dude. ult I'm, oh I'm actually going to ult and just throw both ults. There's nothing that makes me more mad. Than Monkey it. is underrated. Yeah. Just a public service announcement. Uh, if you play Winston and you get Nano, 
do not press your ultimate. <laughs> I will actually leave your comp game if you do that. I have Moving almost forward, rage quitted from that. Um, you just get no value out of that. Um, anyways, so these next ones are not esports related. Um, VTubers. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know they hold a special place in my heart, dog. VTubers? I Okay. I have watched only what you've sent me, so I'm only going off of the content. And I'm all, I'm assuming you're only sending me the good stuff, or maybe uh, it's always good. Yeah. VTubers. Oh man, come on. Perfectly rated. Perfectly rated. Perfectly rated. I'd say underrated because people still be like, "Why are you watching an anime girl?" But it's like, why aren't you watching? Okay, there. I'm I'm giving it perfectly rated because it's someone's way of expressing themselves without having to show their face show their face dude that's actually pog because perfectly rated yeah there's a it's a little deeper topic that we won't get into but that like has done so much for like female creators i think so yes and their um, confidence levels yeah okay Not everyone can get in front of an audience and talk that's true. i mean we're still trying yeah, to figure it out you know i'm pretty good at it i mean not um, based off those intros okay okay uh last two k-pop k-pop underrated let's Okay, let's, let's so go. I didn't listen to any go. I didn't listen to any K-pop until Jonah or Twiz was oh, specifically showing me K-pop and I was like, "Okay, what is this? I can't even understand it." Dude, it's almost K-pop. I'm going to compare this to like any Bruno Mars song you've ever heard. You can hate the man as much as you want, just like you can hate K-pop as much as you when want. You cannot deny that the music is so catchy and you actually don't understand a word they're saying. Also, there's nothing that makes me okay. You know, Nano Monkey makes me mad if they don't if they old. But people that say K-pop all sounds the same, you just haven't listened to K-pop then. Because no. one, each artist is different, but also each artist has like individual characteristics about themselves that make them different. Like you know what I mean? And like, if you're one of those people listening saying that you don't like K-pop but you like our podcast, our background music is K-pop. K-pop. So Eat your heart out. Eat your heart out. You know what? Tomorrow I'm flying to LA and I'm going to a BTS concert, so I don't care. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to play uh, <laughs> video games with me, I'm taking applications for the week. Okay, let me just say before we end this, uh, this game, if, if you don't like K-pop, go and listen to Tomorrow By Together. Go and listen to X01 Love Song and then go listen to Anti-Romantic and tell me that those songs are the same because they're not. Listen so, to some Blackpink. Well, okay. <laughs> I only say that because okay. I know your opinion on that. The them. last one before we get this outro shit going on. Easy Clap. Easy Clap severely underrated severely i feel like underrated. gary v here severely underrated now let me tell you a few episodes ago when i was struggling to get an episode out because someone wouldn't show up to a podcast this show was overrated that, that wasn't me by the I way i know it wasn't you i'm just saying everyone at home old to know. old co-host hey, this show was overrated it was hyped up people were like well your podcast is really good i was like really because i'm not having fun <laughs> hey we've taken this thing from Yo, Zoom calls. We're on the we're in the moon, dog. Dude, we're on the Pub Sports Radio. Let's um, go, dude. So I mean it doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. We got Honestly, local supporting local. You know, I talked about land animals before. We might be land animals, dog. We may dude, dude now is, now that we are land animals, this look, is look what we can do on, on the call. That Let's was go. a high five for everyone listening. <laughs> you we could all, not do that before. Yeah, and you know what the best part about this is? You can go and watch us now. Before we didn't really post our stuff like on video just because it doesn't perform as well that well. Uh, that that way also uh, quality isn't as good now, this is some professional shit dude this is a lot better than my best buy leds yeah it kind i mean of is. they were cool in the video but i think this is a little cooler okay well before we take this out of here let's talk about our easy clap of the week for like one minute um cynthia cynthia from brilliant diamond shining pearl let me tell you she's my easy clap of the week sorry 
she said i think i think i said this before she said bark for me <laughs> i can't stop bringing that up i literally she actually didn't say that she he's actually guys. he's there's quite a, literally imagining there's that. an edit on tiktok where cynthia says bark for me um yo let me tell you 3-0 easy clap get out of here cynthia this game was easy but fun um i haven't got through yet so i'm i may actually be the easy clap of next week um <laughs> while still on the topic of pokemon at the very end do you want to go over what our teams have changed since the last podcast uh very fast yeah we can do that um i'll uh, go over mine because you said i have a very stale yeah you changed, yourself. you changed yourself i did i have a garchomp mm -hmm. whatever i you need it you need the mirror matchup i have crobat made mm -hmm. that guy super happy my Golbat just evolved right before my eyes i have TikTok a loves crobat i have a dialga caught it with an ultra ball if you if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're using a master ball oh, sorry Lord. get better i guess i have a torterra of course luxray mm -hmm. of course and gyarados so he uses luxray gyarados and a cover art pokemon and says his that's right and stale. guess what speaking of gyarados for everyone here i'm sorry i waited this long and kept you in suspense if you're waiting for that magic Carp pokemon go candy count i'm so close i'm less than 30 away <laughs> 332 you know what when you get it i might name the like the name of the podcast episode like gyarados is here soapy gets his gyarados or something 332 uh, i promise y'all by next week i will have the gyarados and if that means i have to go run a half marathon i fucking will <laughs> um well my team didn't change so i still have my torterra i still have my gardevoir i have a houndoom i've got my drapion which is my favorite pokemon on this team um, am I missing anyone? Oh, my Altaria. Altaria kind of sweeps until you get hit with a, <laughs> an ice move, which is so lame. Um, you get hit with every counter imaginable because this game definitely has some yeah. plot armor for these oh, Elite Four. And a Bastodon. No, no. What is the... I'm not a Bastodon. Bastodon's the steel one. Yeah. Yeah, not the... I'm not, I didn't use the steel Pokemon. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter because I didn't use it. I only really used three Pokemon the whole run because the Gardevoir sweeps because she's very psychic. Whatever. His team's quirky. We get it. Okay. It doesn't matter. But you know what does matter? Pub Sports Radio has a live podcast. Or, I mean, is it live if it's that? Just a live broadcast coming at you soon. True, um, true. Talking Tailgate Friday. This coming Friday. At 2. At 2. So, be there. Listen. They supported us. So, hey. how about are like hundreds of thousands of followers. Why don't you go support yeah. them and give them a like? Yeah, all 100,200. I'm really bad with math. Uh, there's a lot of you guys. You better be tuning into that because I'll be there too. You better you know go what? buy your Manscaped because we told you to. Okay, okay. Anyways, you can find us. Well, you can find me personally at Jonah underscore Christ on Twitter. You can find the podcast at Easy Clap Podcast on TikTok. You can find us at this little video we posted on Pub Sports Radio on YouTube. And then we're going to find you. Are there any? TikToks posted yet? In the in the podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um if you're keeping up with that, we have a magic carp candy count. We also have a episode no TikTok post count. And I think this is episode three without a TikTok. He, he's been promising us. We'll see. Who knows? You can find me on my socials, Sean Thompson10 <laughs> underscore. It's not underscore 10, get it right. Um I that's my personal. I know I don't really don't link it. Don't send me weird DMs. You know what? Do it. You may end up on the podcast. Yeah, do it actually. And also follow us on TikTok. You can I, I will I you know what? Now there's actually videos, so there's no I, way he can deny posting a TikTok. I'm gonna post a TikTok of Cynthia, and that is it. That is the podcast. Real quick. If you could tell Joe Byron something right now, what would you tell him? What's up, mama? Take me out to dinner. Hey, hey yo! yo. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's, that's good.